0: Hello and welcome!
1: This is Twenty-One!
0: Episode 7.2 Early Decline, Eternal Reverence Last week we introduced the seventh wonder of the ancient world. The temple complexes along the Avenue of the Dead at Teotihuacan. This elaborate complex of temples was the religious and administrative heart of one of the earliest most powerful empires in the history of the Americas. Teotihuacan was one of the biggest pre-modern cities in the New World. Last week we looked at two of the three temples which are along the Avenue of the Dead, at the heart of this great city. Both the Temple of the Moon and the Temple of Quetzalcoatl were massive and impressive in their own rights, but they are dwarfed by the third and largest temple of the entire complex. It was one of, if not THE, biggest structures in the pre-modern Americas. It is, of course, the Temple of the Sun. The Temple of the Sun was clearly the main attraction along the Avenue of the Dead. It dominates Teotihuacan and its peak would have been visible from just about any spot in the city. By far the biggest of the three temples, the Temple of the Sun, as it was called by the Aztecs, has the same base size as the Great Pyramid of Giza. While it does not rise to similar heights, it is still just as impressive. It is actually the third largest pyramid in the world, behind the Great Pyramids of Khufu, and Caffrey. I have pictures of the Temple of the Sun up on the website. The Temple of the Sun rises to a height of 66 meters or 216 feet and has a base that measures 220 meters by 230 meters or 720 feet by 760. But this height today is perhaps a little misleading. It is believed by archaeologists and historians that there would have been a temple or an altar of some kind on top of the Temple of the Sun. All the very important sacrifices and religious ceremonies would have been performed there. But any such temple or altar is not there today, as it was most likely destroyed when the temple itself was destroyed, but we'll get to that here in just a minute. The Temple of the Sun was built out of a volcanic rock called Tizontal. This rock was common in this area, and thus was an easy choice as the main material for the builders of the pyramid. As to when this great temple was built, no one really knows. It is estimated that the temple was begun sometime in the first century AD, when the Empire of Teotihuacan was at its height, and it was completed sometime around 200 AD. As is the case with any wonder of the ancient world, It was built during the peak of the empire. It is only at this time in an empire's existence when they would have had the money, manpower, and motivation to build such magnificent structures. This is how we know the ancient peoples were very successful, no matter where in the world they were. The sheer amount of money, materials, and manpower needed to build any of the wonders on this list, and even on the ones that didn't make it, demonstrate that these ancient empires were not minor powers. They were the power of whatever area they occupied. The Temple of the Sun was built in four sections. Each one provided the base for the one on top of it. This was a simple enough building technique, but the sheer size of the Temple of the Sun makes us still an impressive feat of architecture and engineering. The ancient Egyptians would have been proud. On the western side of the pyramid, there is a staircase leading to the top, just like on the Temple of the Moon. Now, as with the Temple of the Moon, we have no way of knowing if a physical journey was made up the sides of the pyramid, or if it was supposed to be a spiritual one. The best guess is that any of the really important sacrifices were done by the chief priests on top of the pyramid. This way, the smoke from the sacrifice could be seen by many if not all of the residents of the city, and many others throughout the empire, and they would know that an important sacrifice was being made. But personally I think that it was only the chief priests, and whatever and whomever they were sacrificing, were the ones to physically climb the pyramid. The dimensions and orientation of the pyramid is exact, just like the Great Pyramids of Giza. The builders at Teotihuacan clearly had a similar level of knowledge as the ancient Egyptians. Their knowledge of architecture, geometry, design, and mathematics is astounding. The Temple of the Sun was orientated in such a way so that the northern side of the pyramid faces the Cerro Gordo mountain. Whether or not this mountain in particular was important to the people of Teotihuacan, no one really knows. Perhaps it was just an easy reference point. The eastern and western sides of the pyramid would have faced both the sunrise and sunset on specific dates. Why these specific dates, no one really knows, but they would have most likely been important to the Teotihuacan calendar. What is perhaps the most interesting thing about the Temple of the Sun is that archaeologists have found the unit of measurement which was used to construct the pyramid, An anthropologist at Arizona State University discovered that this unit of measurement was 83 centimeters long. This is just about the average distance from the center of someone's body to the tip of their outstretched arm. Each side of the Pyramid of the Sun measures about 260 of these units. The number 260 is important because the people of Teotihuacan used a 260-day calendar for rituals and sacrificial purposes. But this calendar also correlates to a 365 solar calendar like the one we still use today. Facts like these continue to astound me every time I read them. Somehow today we have convinced ourselves that we are more technologically advanced than the peoples of ancient times. And in certain areas we are but I remain convinced that the ancient peoples of the world had technologies that we are still unaware of today, and perhaps will never possess the knowledge to make ourselves aware of them. Inside the Pyramid of the Sun, there is a hidden passageway about 300 meters long, and it leads to a natural spring. Both springs and caves, which this passageway represents, were both very important to the ancient Americans. Both were associated with life and entrances into this world from the land of the gods or the underworld. Shaman and religious leaders would often hang out in caves and perform rituals there because of the spiritual nature that caves and springs possessed. So the fact that the main religious building in the biggest city in Mesoamerica had both a cave-like structure and a spring, makes sense. It would add any additional credibility to whatever religious ceremony was being performed there. It is also possible that this natural spring is the reason why the Temple of the Sun was built where it was. Another interesting find is that archaeologists have discovered charcoal remains inside the Pyramid of the Sun. This would indicate that some rituals involving the spring and fire. No one knows what these rituals would have been about, but the prevailing theory is that the Temple of the Sun is actually a giant tomb, much like the Great Pyramids of Giza are. However, with charcoal remains being found, it's possible the reason that archaeologists have yet to find any sort of burial site at Teotihuacan is because both its political and religious leaders were cremated instead of buried. This is not outside the realm of possibility. It would make sense that their ashes were dumped into the water flowing from the natural spring. This is purely a guess on my part, but I think it's a strong possibility. With the way that the ancient Mesoamericans viewed both caves and springs, it would seem only fitting for their religious and political leaders to have their ashes dumped into that spring. But that is just a hypothesis. Who knows what the truth actually is? But the Temple of the Moon, the Temple of Quetzalcoatl, and the Temple of the Sun were and still are beautiful. I cannot wait to walk along the Avenue of the Dead at some point, to see these magnificent temples Be able to climb up their sides and get up close and personal is something that I would love to do with every wonder on this list. Sadly, that's not a possibility, as some wonders are not still standing. But for the ones that are, I will someday. But the question still remains. What happened to the people of Teotihuacan? They were obviously incredibly successful at some point to build these temples. So... What happened to them? Their end is as mysterious as their beginning. The Teotihuacan Empire was at its height around the first century AD. This quote-unquote golden age seemed to last for a couple of centuries, much longer than that of the majority of empires in the old world. The Empire of Teotihuacan held incredible influence over their neighbors around them and were apparently the main military force in the area. So why did they fall? There are several prevailing theories around this question. I also have an interesting theory about the people and the city of Teotihuacan, which, if I'm right, would be the most remarkable achievement of human history. But first let's cover the facts before we jump into any hypotheses. One interesting fact circles back to the lack of writing in the Teotihuacan Empire. Some of their rivals and neighbors, like the early Mayans and the Zapotecs, already had systems of writing at the time of the Teotihuacan Empire. So why did they not simply adopt a writing style from one of their neighbors? This question has historians still puzzled to this day. The hard work was done for them, creating a written language. All they would have had to do was adopt it and modify it slightly to fix it to their own language. Instead, they chose not to write anything down, other than some glyphs that have been discovered. Another interesting fact about the city is that there is no military infrastructure anywhere that we have found. There are no walls, no barracks, no training grounds, no armories, nothing. If this empire was that strong that its capital city did not have walls, or any military infrastructure for that matter, then either one of two things was most likely the case. One, that the military of the Teotihuacan Empire was so strong that there was absolutely zero threat of invasion of the capital. Or two, is that there was no need for a military because both everyone in the city and the surrounding areas had some sort of peace agreement. Both of these possibilities seem impossible. Even when Rome was at its height, there were forces and enemies surrounding them and within who posed a serious threat to the empire. Walls, armories, and other military infrastructure were all over the place in Roman territories. But none of them exist in Teotihuacan. So no writing, and no military. This seems like some sort of fairy tale land utopia where everybody speaks the same language and everybody's peaceful. Well, that's probably not the case, there are several interesting theories as to why this was the case about the people of Teotihuacan. One theory states that there is no writing in the city, because the city was inhabited by all kinds of peoples who spoke many different languages. And as such, anything that would have been written down would have had to have been written in each language. And seeing as paper hadn't been invented yet in that part of the world, carving all those writings into rock would have been a monumental task. And frankly, not worth the effort. Another theory as to why nothing was written down was that there was no royal dynasty. Most empires throughout history were ruled by a dynasty of kings. From Rome to China to Egypt, dynasties were the norm. A father reigned for a certain amount of time and passed the throne off to his son, or his adopted son in Rome's case. But if there is no ruling dynasty, then there's no need to preserve the memories of you or your forefathers. But I don't necessarily agree with this theory. Just because there's no elaborate burial site for any of the city's rulers, or nothing written down such as an analog of the king's, does not mean that there was no ruling dynasty. Perhaps as we alluded to earlier, the cities rich and powerful were burned rather than buried. One final interesting fact about the city of Teotihuacan is that archaeologists have found very distinct ethnic differences in different neighborhoods, almost as if very different peoples lived in the same city. Through all the research that I have done for these two episodes, and everything that I have laid out, I've come to my own unique theory about the people of Teotihuacan. From the lack of writing, to the missing burial sites, to the multi-ethnic state of the city and no military buildings, my theory is this, that Teotihuacan and its subsequent empire were actually the joining of the different peoples of central Mexico into one nation. What drove them to form one nation would have been something like a natural disaster, maybe an earthquake or a volcanic eruption, or a drought. Something forced the people of central Mexico to have to live together and get past their differences. And they did something that the Europeans, the Asians, and the Africans were unable to do for hundreds if not thousands of years. They were able to join together peacefully. Whatever forced these people together had to have affected each of them in a similar fashion for this to be a possibility. Was it a utopia? No. But it was one of the first peaceful joinings of different ethnic groups into one nation in history. If my theory is correct, then the peoples of central Mexico were able to put aside their slight cultural or religious differences and ensured their own survival. I don't think my theory is too far off. It would explain all of the weird things about Teotihuacan, including the especially weird thing about the temple complexes along the Avenue of the Dead. We do not know why the Empire of Teotihuacan fell. From what archaeological evidence has been found, it seems like the Teotihuacan Empire was incredibly successful and influential. But suddenly, around 600 A.D., the city was burned. It seems that major buildings, works of art, and religious structures were deliberately burned or destroyed. Even the Temple of the Sun was ceremoniously burned. And I think it's a fair guess to say that the Temple of the Moon and the Temple of Quetzalcoatl shared in that fate. The altars and other religious sites which would have existed on the tops of the pyramids... Would have been destroyed as well any elaborate paint jobs and other decorations along the temples would have gone up in flames and about a hundred years after the ceremonial burning the remaining inhabitants of the city went their separate ways not to be unified again for centuries now some people think that Teotihuacan was invaded and that's why all the stuff was destroyed and burned Others think it was an uprising by the poor against the rich of the city, and while both of those are a possibility, again I don't think it's the case. Neither of those two possibilities fits well with everything else we know about the city and its people. My theory is that whatever disaster had forced the people to come together in the first place was now far enough in the past that the peoples could return to their own lands, customs, and cultures. And, to celebrate their time in Teotihuacan, they burned it. This would have been seen as a sign of honor among all the peoples. A sign that the city was never to be inhabited again. This time in the great city was over. And Teotihuacan would remain in this fashion until the Aztecs came along hundreds of years later. The Aztecs used this city as a religious center for their gods just like the people of Teotihuacan. The temple complexes along the Avenue of the Dead were so impressive that even after they were ceremoniously burned, both the Aztecs and the Spanish were held in awe by these amazing wonders. There is so much unknown about the people and the Empire of Teotihuacan that archaeologists finding out any answers to a lot of these questions is going to take a miraculous discovery Something like the Rosetta Stone did for ancient Egypt. Something that unlocks the ancient world in a way which we can easily understand. While such a find has yet to occur, there have been some interesting archaeological finds at the city. In 2003, a heavy rainstorm caused a sinkhole to open near the Temple of Quetzalcoatl. Archaeologists have so far unearthed more than 75,000 artifacts from the sinkhole, including things like human skin, animal bones, seashells, and pottery. But from this sinkhole, archaeologists have also unearthed a large underground chamber. This underground chamber is full of treasures of the people of Teotihuacan. Treasures such as jewelry, amber jars, blackstone statues, and... A plethora of other ritualistic relics. As archaeologists continue to work in and around the temples along the Avenue of the Dead, perhaps someday that quote unquote Rosetta Stone discovery will be made. Until then though, the people of the city of Teotihuacan will remain as dark and mysterious today as they have always been. But one thing is abundantly clear, they were no slouch in the ancient world. They were master builders, architects, and designers. They were every bit as skilled as their famous counterparts in the old world. The Temple of the Moon, the Temple of Quetzalcoatl, and the Temple of the Sun along the Avenue of the Dead proved that. More than a thousand miles away from the quote-unquote known world, wonders of the ancient world were present. And the peoples of ancient America deserve so much more credit than they're often given. But sadly, this concludes our visit to the seventh wonder of the ancient world. The temple complexes along the Avenue of the Dead at Teotihuacan. The Temple of the Moon, the Temple of Quetzalcoatl, and the Temple of the Sun are some of the most exquisite ancient buildings in the world. And for those of us who live here in the West, this is perhaps the easiest wonder of the ancient world to visit. I certainly plan to. We are not so lucky with the next wonder on the list, as sadly this is not one of the ones still standing. But for this wonder we are returning to the original list of seven wonders of the ancient world, and to one of only two cities to host more than one wonder. We are heading to the greatest city in the ancient world, founded by the most famous of ancient men, Alexandria.